I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. And we're back, folks. Welcome back to Resource, Real Talk About Louisville Real Estate. I'm your host, Jay Pitts, broker owner of Remax Premier Properties, leader of JT Pitts and Associates. Now, today, I'm super excited about the topic. It's something that kind of comes from the playbook of JTPA, uh, has to do with how we sort and filter the prospects that we add to our team. And I'm you know, incredibly happy to bring it to you first, just kind of take care of a little business here. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, find us, interact with us anywhere where you podcast. We specifically appreciate the uh, podcast streaming platforms of Apple Podcasts or iTunes, what have you, uh, and Spotify, likes, follows, reviews. All those things are greatly appreciated. Uh, appreciated. We love you to interact with us here at the show. You can pretty much find us anywhere on the socials as well for bite-sized content or full form, however you like it. Take it on the go. Uh, we're here for you. Give us feedback in any way that you prefer. All right, now let's get into it. Today's topic, what are the four things that myself and my leadership team look for when we interview a prospective agent to join our team? What are the four things, I repeat, that we look for when we interview a prospective agent to join our team? Let's jump right in. Number one, we ask ourselves the question, is this person a self-starter? A self-starter. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. Okay, and I'm going to take this to another level here in a moment after I talk to you about what we do in terms of evaluating new additions to our team. And I'm going to take it and and show you what I believe the transition from new to the industry, agents that have just entered the world of residential real estate and what it takes, how you take those four things that we look for that make you a successful team member what those are, and how you transition to becoming a top-selling agent because of those criteria, those same you know, characteristics and how they manifest in top-selling agents. So uh, once again, self-starting, what does that mean to me? Well, personally, and there's a reason this one comes first because I believe it to be most impactful, I don't believe that... Residential real estate is a complicated business. In fact, I believe the, the opposite, which is that it is a very simple business, doesn't make it easy, but very simple business and process. It is made difficult by some folks and either because of a lack of action or they refuse or have a failure to launch into action 
because of some sort of psyching themselves out, some sort of anxious energy that is present that surrounds the activities that need to take place to produce results. For example, we know that lead measures produce lag results. Lead measures, I repeat, produce lag results. For example, going on an appointment to show someone a piece of real estate to potentially purchase will will ultimately lead to a sale transaction. Very rarely do you have a sale transaction in which you do not meet the person on site at a prospective purchase beforehand as nearly the first step in the process. Sometimes there's a pre-qualifying conversation. Sometimes there's not. Sometimes it's as simple as I want to see 123 Main Street. Fantastic. How does 3 p.m. work for you? Great. Good. See you there. We know that communication is a very small percent percentage, the words you choose and the words you speak, and a large percentage, your attitude, your posture, your body language, your tone and inflection. When you're on the telephone, you're relegated to a fraction of those. Tone, posture can be assumed but not witnessed. Context is removed. You need to get face-to-face. So, once again, lead measures produce lag results. An agent who, for whatever reason, does not focus on starting, acting, doing. An agent that doesn't do those things seldom has success. You have to get in action. Proactivity, doing things, trying things, experimenting, learning your own way to conduct business in the real estate industry is incredibly important and it's never more important than in the very beginning of your career. You have to get started. You can't talk a good game in the interview and never do anything and have any, anything more than very mild success, if not outright failure. All right, moving on. Number two, you must be a problem solver. You must be a problem solver because now and probably forever in the real estate industry, It is increasingly more difficult with enhanced competition, reduced inventory, rising rates, volatile markets. It is important to be able to solve problems. Your income, according to a mentor of mine, Mr. Tom Ferry, your income is in direct proportion to the size of the problems you are capable of solving. I'll say that again. Your income is in direct proportion to the size of the problem you are capable of solving. Right now, I have told my team that their business and their success in today's real estate market, under today's conditions, there are three things that are most indicative of success. Number one is getting listings from your sphere of influence, your network. The the inventory in the market is slight. It's less than it's ever been. Finding relationship 
driven listing opportunities is an incredibly important thing. Number two, winning a multiple offer situation for buyer clients of yours. Incredibly important. Number three, saving deals that are on the verge of collapse or solving problems in all three instances. Your success today is in direct proportion to your ability to solve problems. This business is the easiest I've had access to where you can take one step forward and two steps back, feel like you're working all the time, achieving mild success while really moving backwards. You can spend more money than you make really easy. Your net and your gross are two different things. The, the, the market may think you're the most successful agent out there because you sold 800 homes, but when your overhead is so substantial that your net profits are negligible, you might as well not have worked that 60 hours a week all year that it took you to sell those 800 homes. Solving problems is incredibly important. Number three, connectedness. What does that mean? Jay, is that even a word? I don't know. If it isn't, I made it up. Connectedness. How connected are you? Do you have a great network? Large in size or deep in terms of closeness of relationships? How supported by your network will you be when you get into the industry? And I'll give a caveat to that because, and I'll credit a good, good, phenomenal agent that I have here at Remax Premier Properties, Mr. Bobby Pinkston, for helping me with this understanding. Bobby moved to Louisville from Lexington. Now, he knew a few people here, but virtually knew no one. Bobby had never worked in real estate. Bobby had no family here. Bobby had very few, if any, friends here. But what Bobby had is an extreme tenacity to connect with individuals, to make friends, to make acquaintances, to have positive relationships. And I think, certainly met new to the industry agents because of a past career or family connections or stature or success in another, another aspect of life that have amazing networks to draw from. Ex-professional athletes tend to do really well in real estate because a lot of people know who they are. A lot of people like them. They're given opportunities that others aren't. But, but Bobby and his tenacity for making relationships outstripped pretty much any existing network I've ever seen for an existing or an agent getting into the business with an existing network. So I will alter my original criterion from being are you well connected to or do you desire to be? Because once again, the desire for connectedness may outperform having the network already. Number four, and this is a pass-fail for us evaluating anyone that joins our team. Are you a culture fit for this organization? I think you can probably, if you're a new-to-the-industry agent or considering 
the move towards residential real estate, you can probably consider that in a 180 degree, you know, viewpoint there. Are you a culture fit for the team or is the team a culture fit for you? If you're looking at joining a brokerage or team, you should be considering that as well because this is a mutual relationship. Broker, team leader, leadership, administration, anybody who's involved in the day-to-day operations of that firm needs to have this relationship, right? This, this connectedness, this common goal pursuit. And they have to get along to do it. It's frankly the thing I hold most dear in my career is the, the culture of this company. The fact that we care about our friendships more than our business relationships is incredibly important. Now, you're not going to be there on day one. You have to see that as an opportunity to develop. But once again, culture fit is a pass-fail. You can give me self-starting, problem-solving, well-connected, huge desire to be, and you make the flowers wilt when you walk in the room because you have such a negative energy attached to you that I want no part of you in my company because you bring down the quotient of happiness in this building. You could be someone who just needs to find conflict, who has to win while everyone else loses, and I want no part of you. I'm a people person. I see the best in people, which is part of the reason why I'll, I'll couch all of these four things by saying that when I sit down in a limited interview situation with an individual, have multiple meetings, even two to three hour-long apiece meetings, interviews, if you will, I recognize that I can't possibly know enough about that person to with 100% certainty predict where they land on the spectrum of these four criteria. I have to have faith in my and my leadership team's decision-making. It behooves me because I value growth and progression. It behooves me to give people the benefit of the doubt. I would, as a leader, always prefer to be the one who gets fooled once, so shame on you, instead of the one that gets fooled twice, so shame on me. You can hear the other business cliches Hire slow and fire fast. But the truth is, is I'm here to impact lives through the practice of residential real estate. Now, in the start of my career, that looked like working directly with buyers and sellers more often. Today, I've leveraged myself to working with buyers and sellers and many more of them through training, leading, and mentoring really qualified real estate agents, and that pie just grows as we progress. So once again, let's recap. Are you a self-starter? Do you get in action? Are you a problem solver? Can you hold those transactions together? Can you solve the problems that today's market deals you? Are you connected or do you desire to be? Do you have what's called a high social drive? which is the willingness and desire to connect with individuals and to meet them where they are and help them, relate to them, being likable and helping them achieve what they're setting out to with or without you. 
Can you be that person? And are you a culture fit with my existing team? Because one bad apple spoils the bunch, right? We're full of cliches today. It's true. No, no, no more true words have ever been spoken. One bad apple spoils the bunch. All right. Now let's pivot and let's talk about those four same four criteria and how they manifest in a top selling agent. Because truthfully, I'm not bringing on new to the industry agents so that they can stay marginal producers with marginal lives with get by attitude. I'm bringing on A's, B's, C's. And I hate to sort and qualify. I got a DM from a listener one time that says, you know, that's rude to classify people with letters. But the truth is, real estate, whether you like it or not, is the ultimate meritocracy. Those that do not succeed do not last. 97% failure rate in five years. People will be doing something else. They joke in California that more people have real estate licenses than have driver's licenses. That doesn't mean they're practicing. I would, in fact, say a good percentage of the Uber drivers and Lyft drivers in California also have real estate licenses, but they're using those driver's licenses much more often than they are their real estate license. A lot, of, lot on the escrow roll out there. Anyway, let's talk about how it manifests. So what is self-starting look like? If it's the foundation, if it's the building block, if it's the most important thing, as I told you a few minutes ago, if it's the most important thing to a new-to-the-industry agent, how does that manifest in a top producing agent that progresses from 15 to 25 to 35 to 50 transactions per year to ultimately a team leader that may close 100 or 500 or 1,000 units a year? Some team leaders around the country selling over a billion with a B, $1 billion in real estate in a year. To put that in perspective, my team did $175 million last year and we were number 31 in the country with Remax, number one in the state. So there are bigger fish. How does it manifest in a top producing agent? So, well, let me tell you, self-starting turns into tenacity. I'm reminded constantly as I lead both new to the industry and top producing agents, mentoring them through team building and you know, lead generation and conversion and negotiation and all the things that come with a career, a high-powered career in residential real estate, I'm reminded that those who excel, those at the top of the Pareto principle, the 20% that, that make 80% of the money in residential real estate, it's probably more disparate than that, to be honest, but those at the very, very top, 97, 98, 99 percentiles. They are tenacious and probably most tenacious with respect to one or two characteristics. Number one is finding new business. If an opportunity presents itself, you better not be standing in between one of those agents and that opportunity because you will get steamrolled in the process and they do not miss. They execute. The heightened awareness and the heightened sense of achievement kicks in and they go straight for what they're looking for. 
heat-seeking missile. Tenacity. Self-starting becomes tenacity. The other thing that they do that with is a ferocious, ferocious attitude towards protecting their clients, protecting their clients from harm. As we know, people can buy bad homes, people can get taken advantage of in lots of different ways in residential real estate. It's a single largest asset. That is a cliched thing, but it's absolutely true. It is people's largest asset they will ever purchase in their lifetime. And therefore, the consequence of a mistake is substantially higher. The stakes are higher. And that agent is ferocious, tenacious at protecting that client. Getting the opportunity and protecting the clients that's the clients that have given them their trust. That is where you'll see the tenacity in a top producing agent. Number two, problem solving. Problem solving manifests in a top producing agent, a team leader, a broker owner, uh, an award winning broker owner. It manifests as diplomacy. Diplomacy. Finding a win where there doesn't seem to be one, and not just for one party, but for all parties. Problem solving comes from, moves from simple direct action towards simple executable solutions to complex webs woven of half-truths and assumptions. And frankly, finding that needle in a haystack, told you we were full of cliches today, that needle in a haystack solution to a problem and being diplomatic in getting all parties to accept your desired conclusion, that is how you solve problems at a high, high level. That is how you get transactions to the table with really difficult personalities. If you've never had to do it, a transaction that involves two attorneys as a married couple on one side and two physicians on the other is almost impossible to make the ends meet. Sorry for the generalizations. I've personally been in the experience. It's taken years off my life. But with a combined education in terms of years of more than two decades of postgraduate education, Myself with a bachelor's degree and a 30-day crash course in real estate was the coolest, most articulate voice at the table. Transaction would have never closed. And this is not saying that in all situations and circumstances that would have been the case, but I was the one who was able to extract emotion and be diplomatic when the situation called for it. Very smart individuals, very capable individuals have a real struggle to find that diplomacy. Successful, top-tier agents learn that. Number three, connectedness manifests as leadership and inspiration. I always say that You must first be inspired in order to be inspirational. I've tried really hard to look online to see if anyone else 
penned that quote before myself. I haven't found anyone yet, so I'm going to say it's my most famous quote. By you know, I guess these days we're all entitled to our own truth. So, in my truth, you must first be inspired to be inspirational. Leadership requires inspiration. You can also tell the measure of a leader as to how they inspire others to follow them. A leader of leaders is something to behold. So, when you consider the fact that the skills that are required to be a successful real estate agent are not exactly, probably not the same skills required to be a successful business person or a successful leader, I think you'll note that in the beginning, a real estate agent has to inspire people to work for them. Work with them, excuse me. Buy homes from them. List homes with them. They have to inspire people to be their friend before they can even have the conversations about business. We're in a personal industry. To say that it's professional, not personal, is to disregard the soul of residential real estate. It is personal. It should be. That's how it's done best. But connectedness manifests as inspiration and leadership. Inspiration and leadership. If you can convince someone in pursuit of their own best interests to set aside their emotion and make a decision that you they can't yet see as a positive, but you know to be true, then you can inspire someone to leave a dead-end job with a W-2 paying less than they are worth and pursue a career that has a limitless income. You can teach them that sacrificing at an early stage of their career will give them the opportunity that they need to be more successful than they ever dreamed later in their career. But empires weren't built overnight. So leadership is required. Someone may be down the path a little farther than you. Further, farther, further than you. We'll say that. They may be a little further down the path than you. It doesn't mean that they'll go further in the end. Get into action, like I said earlier, but pay your dues and understand how your leader is leading you and learn leadership from them so that you can inspire others to do the same later in your career. And last, culture fit. It's probably the toughest one to to really put a finger on how it manifests for truly successful agents. But like the word itself, it just hit me. Few moments after considering the answer to the question, not coming up with an immediate immediate answer, it hit me. Clarity. Clarity is how culture fit manifests in its successful agents. When you first start out, you go along to get along. Your greatest pursuit is learning. Some income would be nice. Fairly soon, some is required, but 
six figures in year one is not the expectation for most agents. Culture fit is. Figuring out how to fit into an organization is incredibly important for a new agent. What a new agent should learn as they grow into a successful top-tier agent is clarity. Clarity on what they want, using the experiences that they've had to hone and narrow their focus so that they have clarity on what they would like to pursue for their future. Because most team members are not lifetime team members. Two, three, five years, and then they move on to a different career because this one didn't work out, to the same career on their own, to a leadership position within the team, to an independent agent because they have no desire to lead individuals. But clarity is what's required to make that pivot. Understanding your own ambition, that's required. So once again, you gotta be a self-starter in the beginning, you gotta be tenacious to get over the hump. You gotta be a problem solver in the beginning. You've gotta have diplomacy to be exceptional. You've got a desire connectedness or already have it. But later on, you have to inspire others to follow you, both clients and mentees. And you've got to pursue a culture fit, represent a culture fit in the beginning with your team or with your organization. But as you grow, you have to find clarity surrounding what your pursuits are. Because this industry is one of the few left that can genuinely change your life in what seems like overnight. And all you have to do is a few simple things in order to start yourself down the path and to take the right fork when it presents itself. If you do these things, you're going to have a career that is beyond the measure of success that you ever expected for yourself. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The doctors, the lawyers, the architects, the engineers, the folks that spent four years in undergraduate and three to five to 10 years postgraduate education to become able to use their craft, they may outpace you in earnings in the end, but I can tell you I've sat in rooms with people that made three, five, ten million dollars in a year selling real estate. Those people exist and they're real people. I'll tell you that real estate's made more millionaires than any profession in the United States. Maybe profession is not true. Maybe, maybe investment. But even then, your profession gives you the credibility and access to that investment. So if you haven't considered, if you're lost in the sauce, if you're right there and can't see the forest for the trees, I'm, I'm counting cliches today. If you cannot see it right in front of you, I beg of you, 
Turn your phone off. Shut this podcast down and sit down with a notepad. And write yourself some notes and just sit in quiet thought. And ask yourself why you can't or why you should or why you haven't been a self-starter, a problem solver. Why you aren't well-connected or why you don't have the desire to go talk to somebody you know when you see them at the grocery store. Just say hi, that's all. One more social media post, that's all. On why you think your way of doing things and your way of feeling and being is more important than the organization that you've joined. You clearly made what you thought was a right decision, so why do you have to disobey the culture of that organization? And if you're midstream, where is your tenacity at? Do you sometimes make the wrong choices or do you always make the right ones? Where are you at on the level of diplomacy? How challenging is it for you to find a win? Do you inspire people to follow you, clients or agents alike? And what kind of clarity do you have surrounding what your pursuit is? Because frankly, all the ones before it, it's hard to be tenacious in pursuit of a fuzzy picture. That's all I got for you today, folks. I really genuinely appreciate all the feedback we've gotten here recently. Little, little, uh, little housekeeping on the way out. Don't forget to find us everywhere you podcast, specifically Apple Podcasts, iTunes, what have you. Spotify, like, follow, five-star reviews are appreciated. We genuinely appreciate all the feedback you give us. Catch us on Facebook.com slash The Resource Podcast. Check us on Instagram. It's our primary distribution channel through Reels. You'll find snippets at JTP Realtor. Snippets are 30-second clips of the show. For those that are not down with the lingo, you can find us on Stories. You can find all sorts of content that we produce in the feed. Uh, you can find us on TikTok, big growth um, growth engine for us this year at j underscore pits let's find the same snippets over there we would love your engagement with that content another big uh, growth platform for us this year youtube.com slash j pits realtor we are live on youtube right now uh would love to have your engagement a subscription there the goal is a thousand a year a thousand by the end of the year we are woefully behind that pace um but would love your um assistance in getting us back on track. Don't forget our sister piece of content, which you'll find on all the socials, pretty much JTP University. Right now, we're putting out a couple of episodes a week of our quick hits variety, which is 30-second bite-sized episodes where I answer one question that is posed by the the agents here at JTP, um, JTPA and Remax Premier Properties. Quick, again, bite-sized, you know, Put it to use right now in your in your daily business kind of uh, content that we got there. Again, thank you for joining us. We're here every Wednesday right around lunchtime. You can find us live on YouTube. Um, until next week, I am Jay Pitts, broker owner of Remax Premier Properties, leader of JT Pitts uh, and Associates. We'll see you soon. 